Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years. It's Rosie on the House. Wait, wait, wrong button. Hold on. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, hey, hey now, Gary. I know it's the Christmas weekend and we've got Prescott Courthouse lighting and we'll talk about that, but it's it's too early for Christmas music. Oh, come okay. on. It's December 1st. Thanksgiving I, I, We're, we're not K-Light here, or, or what, K-E-Z? They're still around? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they started the... Christmas music before Thanksgiving, and we heard the same thing over and over again. It's December 1st. Uh, Come on. Don't be a Scrooge. Come on. Uh, no, but it, a whole month of it, you're so burned out by the time Christmas comes, it's hard to enjoy it. At least for me. I, I relinquished my my music rights over to Gary. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I, I won't, I won't micromanage. <laughs> we buy a new Christmas CD each year at our house. Oh, there you go. I'll keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Keep it turning. Betcha. But how? So, how many different CDs? How many different artists do you have singing? Uh, oh, come all you faithful! A lot, <laughs> a lot. Little different arrangements and voices. That group's it's been okay. around. That a lot group's been around for about ten yeah, years right. now. Yeah, right. They, they may be doing a tour this year just for you, Roman. Oh, perfect. Well, welcome to Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for thirty years. Producer Gary, there. We've got Jennifer in studio here. First Saturday of the month, always a, a great time to talk about Prescott. We've got some great content about Prescott. We've got the parade starting in a little bit. We've got the courthouse lighting at six. But before we center in and focus on Prescott. There's so many other great things to do in the state of Arizona. We're going to spend this segment talking about what else may they, may they not know about. How about Glendale? You ever been down to the, the Glendale Festival of Lights down there? I have not been, but I love downtown. Is it in downtown historic Glendale? Yeah, just that whole little strip there. You know, they light it all up, and then it's just very festive. People are all outside walking around. You could start the day getting there a little early and go to Soretta Candy and do their tour that thing is to die for. It's like an old-fashioned candy shop. French mints. And you could, French yes. mints. Yes, French mints. Yeah, and then you could also you do idea. some of your Christmas shopping because they have such amazing candies for the season. And Soretta Candies has donated a lot of gift baskets to our staycation, uh, which I've picked up a lot of times and brought over to Sanderson for just because uh, people think because I'm on the west side that somehow that's in my route to go home and I get stuck <laughs> with it last minute occasionally. But you can't help but go into Soretta Candy and not sing the Oopa Loopa song in the back of your mind. I know. Oompa, and you, Loopa, Or see Lucy Loopa, making candy. Yes. Know, right? Yes. You, they even make custom candy. We had custom coins made for Rosie on the House last year. Weren't those cool? That was a that was a holiday gift for all of our partners mm-hmm. and winners. Everyone loved that. Uh, great places to eat downtown. You've got Haas Murphy's that, you know, I, I love stopping by there and getting a big mound of sauerkraut. And they've got a bratwurst and a German sausage and a couple different mustards to sample. I think there's three different mustards they give you. Uh, if you're more in the Italian and pizza mood, right? Just I, I can never remember the name of it, um, but you've got Haas Murphy's, and there's a street as you're going towards the west, and there's a comic book store, then there's an Italian store and it, or Italian restaurant, and they've got the Italian stallion pizza with like three different meats on it. Oh my gosh! You know what oh, else is right there is Coyote Odie. Just just around the corner there. And that's a sweet little shop. They have the most amazing cookies and a little bit of ice cream cookie. They'll make them for you right fresh. You can get a fresh cookie right there on the spot. And the how long do they light it up? 
is, 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 is it a event? In, is it a parade? Until it... January 12th. It starts, okay. It's already started and it goes to January 12th. And it has 1.6 million lights. That's a lot of lights. And they have a snow field for the kids. So if you, oh, want, nice. if you don't have time to get up to the snow, you can just take them over there and let them play in the fake snow. Beautiful. So that's in Glendale. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Flagstaff? Experience, North Pole experience. So, okay, so there's the Panda. There's one that goes out of Williams, and there, there's a pole. The train is north. Is the Polar Express. Okay. That's the train ride that you take out of in Williams up through, and you go to the North Pole, and it's— you got to get reservations like a year in advance. No, there's still tickets. Are there? there? Really? Are, there are spots That's left. That's unusual, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. It's pretty, it looks pretty sold out, but if you look, there's probably maybe seven or eight days left. You okay. Get some tickets. They have a five thirty and a seven thirty. Oh. Put the kids in their jammies, and you get to go, and you drink hot cocoa, and you get up to the North Pole and turn around. It's that's a fantastic trip. And that's from Williams to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and back. Flagstaff. There's the. It's called the North Pole Experience. And is that the one that's at the what is it Little America Hotel? I think so, and it's uh, just all kinds of little fun activities for the kids. Santa. And a lot the of craft making, mm-hmm. if I remember right. right. I think um, one of my siblings took their kids. Yeah, up there. Chloe and Charlotte got to go okay. last year. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, then, and Flagstaff, again, another great place that has a lot of uh, downtown, uh, a lot of great places to eat. Uh, my cousin Daniel worked at Beaver Street Brewery during his college years at NAU. It's hard for me to go up there and not just have a have a Beaver Street Brewery uh, growler and cheeseburger and Bubba's well, Honor every gotta time. Say I'm Satchmo's. Flagstaff. <laughs> gotta say Satchmo's. Gotta say Satchmo's if you're going to Flagstaff. Barbecue. Yeah, that, that's a little Couldn't off downtown, but it's still on 66, right? But, yeah. Tucson. Now, hang on. Before we get there, I'm looking up my LIFO meter uh, for oh, if you go to perfect. FlagstaffArizona.org, you can look at their LIFO meter. And if you want to see color, all the LIFO meters are pinged red. So <gasps> it looks like they haven't dropped yet, mm. but we're in the deep red color from the Arboretum, Snowbowl, Oak Creek, Flagstaff, the Inner Basin. They're all peaked red. Gary I can tell you, snow, though. Yeah, I, I uh, was at Dead Horse State Park. All the aspens are golden, and along the Verde oh. River, they, there's still plenty of color. Mm. You haven't missed anything, but, oh, gosh, it's gorgeous. So still a great weekend for leaf peepers is what I understand. The leaf people in the, <laughs> That's what people in the Northwest call <laughs> tourists that come to look at their fall color, <laughs> leaf peepers. <laughs> Well, I don't mind being a leaf peeper. I learned that from Jay Harper when he went up there to do his, quote, leaf peeping a few years ago. So. <laughs> if you're a leaf peeper, you don't have to go to New England area. Uh, you can go to Flagstaff. Tucson's also great. Winter Haven has been there for 69 years, 69th wow. annual Winter Haven. And, and you could also go to Williams. They have a beautiful setup downtown. Huge Christmas tree uh, right there on Route 66. The old historic downtown Route 66. Tucson, real quick. The, yeah, the thing I like about what's been there sixty what sixty nine years is Winter Haven Festival of Lights, and the cool thing about Tucson is it's a dark city, so you really get to really enjoy the color of the Christmas lights. No billboards, Mm-mm. not no street lights. Mm-mm. So just imagine that cool night and walking around looking and at the lights. And where is that? Winter Haven? Winter Haven. We took you guys a, when you were little. It's a, it's, that's the neighborhood mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you just walk through all the lights. Yeah, yeah when uh, Aunt Karen and Uncle Bob lived down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Phoenix area. Desert Botanical Gardens, if you haven't done the Luminarios, grab a ticket quick because they'll sell out. But, you, t- you know, you walk through the evening. They have telescopes set up for you to look through. They have music on every corner, hot cider, hot cocoa, and all the beautiful um, glass. You know, the Chulili glass is all over, too. You just It's charming. Then there's zoo lights. If you're new to Arizona, you may not know the zoo, Phoenix Zoo, does a huge uh, you know, you had mentioned a million lights in Glendale. I don't know how many the zoo does, but it, it's got. I, I probably 
going to go out on a limb and say it's two or three times that. We could probably have them on sometime next year. It just must be such an ordeal to set it up. And every year it gets bigger and bigger. You know, all your cousins went last, last week and took their kids. And, when they were in for Thanksgiving? Uh-huh, I didn't know that. They hadn't been in so long. It's such a big deal. Uh-huh. The kids are just amazed. And then bringing it back to the first Saturday of the month, which is always the Prescott Parade and the Courthouse Lighting. Uh, I believe this is the 64th annual lighting of the Courthouse Square that starts at 6 o'clock tonight. And they get together on the Courthouse Square, on the north side, on the stairs. They sing some carols. They read the Christmas story. Then they have a countdown and light up. I believe they're up to 130 trees. There's 180 trees on the square. They're lighting, they're lighting now 130 of them. Our staycation winner, uh, which is a feature you can only enter to win at rosyonthehouse.com. This year with our 2019 home maintenance calendar, we changed it. We'd always let the listener or the winner pick where they wanted to go, but that became so hard because they couldn't decide. They didn't know. I want to go this day. No, I'm going to change it to that You were a travel agent. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so we put it together ahead of time. So each month you know what event you're or what trip you're entering to win. And if you're not interested in going to that place, well, then pick a month you are interested in winning. Enter for that month. Yeah. So our winner, Patricia. They picked up their F-150 from Sanderson Ford. They're actually looking to buy an F-150 before the end of the year. So this is an entire weekend of test, drive. test driving. You know, usually you get on, you go to test drive, you know, when you get on the freeway a little bit, a little bit. I mean, they get mountains. They get up and down. They get... A real road trip. Yeah, yeah. The, the vehicle for the full weekend. They're staying at Spring Hill Suites, which Spring, is... Spring Hill Suites. Marriott is... Just a great place to stay, just one block off the square. You can take your kids out and all the noise and the commotion and the wonderfulness of the evening. And then it's just like going home. It, it's such a great setting. And Santa sits there in the, right there in the lobby. You can have cookies and ice and uh, hot cocoa with Santa and then go up to your room and it's completely quiet. And that's what I really like about it. There's n- not to take away from the historic house Inn or Hotel St. Michael's that are on St. Michael's on the square. Hacienda is just off of it, but I really like quiet when I sleep. There's a reason we drive all the way out to Whitman to go to sleep every night. <laughs> That's where we call home. I the noise and the lights and the streets. I this puts you off, but within walking distance to where you're away from the commotion. And the rooms are generous and nice little kitchenette. It's, mm-hmm. They're just fantastic. And the they've been a great a great partner. It is owned by a local company. Uh, Margot has been with us since we started the staycation and no since we started the tradition of broadcasting at how many years is that do you know i think this is our ninth wow might might be our tenth it's been a while but she's been a partner with us that entire time so our staycation winner is staying there you can enter for january staycation that will be drawn on december 15th at rosyonthehouse.com just click staycation and we'll pull a winner at random uh, on the 15th and we'll just verify they haven't been a staycation winner i think i think on our season to our, our game sports game tickets we give you know a 12 month non repeat i think for the staycations we give a 3 year non repeat just to make sure we've got we spread the rosy love yeah you betcha so that's at com. we've got a special guest talking about things to do in prescott between the I thought we were supposed to turn off our phones while we're on the air. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Rome. <laughs> um, so from the 
time of the parade to the time of the courthouse lighting, there's a two or three hour window. Uh, you could eat, you could shop, or you could hike, which is what we'll be talking about next. The hiking trails in and around Prescott. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. You know, the first Saturday of every December, we love to celebrate the city of Prescott. And we've been talking about all the things going on around the state for holidays. But this segment, we're going to hone in on Prescott area and all the wonderful things there are to do outside. You know, everybody across the country is doing different things for Christmas than we do here in the desert. This is some of our favorite time to be outside. I know Romy and his family, Rosie and I, we love hiking this time of year, love getting the horses out for a trail ride, taking the dogs, enjoying the beautiful sky. and the Oh, it's just, you can't beat it. Just and can't beat it. you add Prescott into that and the scents and the smells of the mountains and the pinyon pines and all the other things that we don't smell in the lower desert. Can't, yeah, you can't get any better than that. So I invited a friend, new friend, owner of the Hike Shack on Montezuma in Prescott, Miss Reagan. How are you doing today, Reagan? Good, thanks. Good. Well, we invited you to join us so you could just invite the state of Arizona up to Prescott by telling them all the wonderful things there are to do outside. So being owner of the Hike Shack, you know all about the area. So why don't you just tell people what it is that's so great about spending time outside in that area? We have owned this store for seven years now, just over that. And I was actually born and raised in Prescott. So I've spent a lot of time in our mountains, on our trails, hiking, biking. It is such a great community to be outside. Our slogan on the side of the wall at the hike shack says, go outside and play. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it is such a wonderful place for it. We have quite a few lakes that really... When you come up from the valley, they're probably more like ponds. (laughs) They're not like what you all have, but our lakes are gorgeous for hiking. We can also paddleboard on them. Even this time of the year, I've actually been out on a paddleboard. You just have to dress a little differently because it's kind of chilly. And I would imagine confident in your ability to stay on the board. (laughs) Right. At your your store, Reagan, do you... Do you rent the equipment or people buy paddle boards from you? We actually sell paddle boards. Okay. The only rentals we have are during the summer, and there are a couple of different companies that do them at a few of our lakes. But that is usually only on the weekends unless you call ahead of time and only during the summer. This is just not quite as busy at that time. It's much more fun to be out hiking and biking and running and horseback riding and climbing this time of year than being in the water. Well, tell me about what is your favorite trail in the area? I have a bunch of favorite trails. Okay, well, Um, fill us in. Well, I always, we have people come into the store all the time asking where to go. And I always say, if you can only do one thing in Prescott, go to the Granite Dells area. And there are tons of hikes in the Granite Dells. I love Watson Lake. You can hike all the way around the lake. And that's a pretty strenuous it's only like seven miles but it's a pretty good hike so this time of the year it's nice because you have sun and you climb through those granite boulders that are extremely rare Prescott is very very lucky to have such a gorgeous area and outcropping and that's one of my kids favorite places to go run around and climb all over the rocks 
So I send people to Granite Dells. My favorite hike is up Granite Mountain. The Blair Pass Trail that goes up Granite Mountain, you walk through a little bit of everything. I just love that hike. So you, you mentioned you bring your kids. You're like, you've gotten your kids to like to hike too? We have. So every fall, um, the Highland Center for Natural History here in Prescott does a hiking spree. And they promote 12 hikes in the area. And if you do eight of the 12 hikes in the fall time, then you actually get entered to win a $200 gift certificate to the hike shack. And they've extended their deadline this year because their parking lot is being remodeled. So they're having some difficulty getting people into the Highland Center. So the deadline has been extended to Sunday, December 16th. But that hiking spree has been a great way for my family to get my kids out. And then we have a friend's family and their two children are about my kids' age. So we go out together and that just really helps them to see different things and look around and smell the roses and get off of their game systems. And yet they have such a blast playing with each other and looking around Prescott. So the Highland Center's hiking spree has helped us to get our kids outside and really enjoy what Prescott has to offer. We have six kids, and they were all very close together, except our last one was 10 years later, so she was a little more bored with mom and dad. So we came up with, Rosie came up with geocaching. And have you done that with your kids? Yes, that is so much fun. It's kind of like treasure hunting. Find your GPS, and you you go on the website and find what geocaches are in the area. And when you find it, there's a little box there, and you somebody's put trinkets in or whatever and you take something and you leave something so that really really helped just to keep the interest up but I just think it's so valuable my daughter's Girl Scout troop started that or did one of those as well and so we've kind of followed that and it was a really it was a fun experience we've tried to get geocaching going a little bit with all of our rodeos that we attend and having one at all the different rodeo grounds so each time we come back to that rodeo ground there'd be another one but uh, the way the geocaching is, you can't put it in at the rodeo ground itself. I can't remember the exact terminology that it's used, but it's it's on a place of business. Uh, so finding a spot next to the rodeo grounds, but we just don't ever have time to leave and find something nearby once, uh, once we get started. Too busy changing yeah. saddles, yeah. Well, hey, Reagan, why don't you hang on? We're going to have another segment here in just a minute. We'll come back and talk a little bit more, okay? It's got the trappings of a city, but feels more like a town. And everywhere you look, oh, there's mountains all around. Oh, Prescott, dear Prescott, don't you just love that sound? In our 7 o'clock hour, where we talk about interesting Arizona people, places, and things, we've brought in Reagan, owner of the Hike Shack in Prescott. And we're going to talk about all the miles of trails that we can enjoy this weekend. It's crisp mountain air. So after you finish the parade in the morning, right? If you're going up for the day, you could, and then... Usually you have about a three or four hour gap. And I mean, right from downtown Courthouse Square, there's trails that leave from downtown. They connect to other trails. And we'll talk through a couple apps that people can use and download. But I'm a map guy. I've always loved maps. And I'm very intrigued by Reagan's map. Tell us about that map you have in the store. And by the way, so if you're going on this this hike after the parade, stop by the hike shack. It's right there close to downtown, just right in that area, and you can get what you need. So, Ms. Reagan, tell yeah, us about this we, map. We sell the Prescott Trails map, and the city has put together 
an excellent map for our area. There's hundreds of miles in the city of Prescott alone. And it is rated by difficulty. So the green are easy, blue is intermediate, black is challenging, and it'll tell you where you can't maybe take a horse, but most of them you can take them. And there are some that you can't take bikes on, but not very many. For the most part, you can run, you can bike, you can hike. They're excellent for whatever you want to do outside. Looking for it online, and again, the digital just never does it for me. I love having a map, and I love following a map. And that was one thing that really, for me, was the interesting part of hiking. I, but having a map, finding a trail, and following it along, and the elevation change and the topography, that part of it is really what drew me into it. Well, that comes from your dad. <laughs> what are those maps called mm-hmm. that he has all rolled up in the, what kind of maps are those? U.S. Forest maps? Yes, he yeah. has probably 200 of those. <laughs> all of Arizona. All of Arizona, yeah. We know, he knows every inch, doesn't he? And he's got notes on every one of them mm-hmm. on where, where he's been and what he's seen, and it's a lot of fun to look through them in the years he was there. It's almost like a... Journal almost, right? <laughs> so tell us about that app you found, Romy. Alltrails.com has 62 hikes that are either in Prescott or Prescott National Forest. And it's really a very interesting way that they have it broken up. Uh, Reagan had mentioned their maps, easy to hardest based on color coding, just like you would a ski map. But on alltrails.com, your filter, when you get to Prescott or whatever your destination is, it gives you all types of filters that you can click Dogs Unleashed, Kid Friendly, Birding, Hiking, Natural Trails, uh, Trail Running, Walking Forest, Partly Paved Views, Wildlife. It'll give you the elevation changes. People can post photos of it. And you can actually look at reviews of what people say about the hike that have been on it. So it's a it's a, it's a community hiking and website, alltrails.com. 62, either in Prescott or Prescott National Forest. How many do you know of, Reagan? Is that like the official number, or is that just what's on this app? Oh, yeah. No, there's a bunch more than that. So now, really, your only book is the Prescott Circle Trail. That is a 50-plus mile trail that goes around the perimeter of Prescott. And there's segments that you can get in the book. It, It details each segment and tells you how to get there, how long they are, how difficult. When you had talked about loving reading maps and watching the elevation gain, It's cool in Prescott because you have different options. If you want something easy for the family, there's that. If you want something really challenging and you want to try out your backpacking, there's that. We don't have as many overnight trails, but boy, I have tried out backpacks and gone up and down multiple trails in Prescott just to make sure when I hit the Grand Canyon, I'm ready to go. And when you say you don't have a lot of overnight camps, there's areas you, you couldn't just stop and put up a tent on the side of the trail? Oh, yeah, there are definitely areas you can do that. I guess it's so funny, growing up in Prescott, I never camped here. <laughs> but we've had a lot of people that camp on the Circle Trail, and then there's National Forest all around us. So, yes, there's definitely opportunity. And south of Prescott, you actually kind of go up a little bit in elevation as you go into the Bradshaw Mountains and the pines get thicker and deeper as you go into it. Or you can go north and it starts to thin out as the elevation drops and it opens up into the plains and the Chino. You've got Granite Mountain to the west. The amount of elevation changes and the amount of different vegetation you can see in this very short stretch is really 
one of the great things about Arizona, just so much to see. Definitely. And it, what's cool, too, is a lot of our trails, like the majority of our trails, will give you a view of something. It's so neat because you just get different angles depending on where you're going. But it's gorgeous. Prescott's a wonderful place to play outside. Most of the time, people walk in the door and just say, where should we go? Look on your website, too. It looks like you have some fun employees who could, who could really fill you in on some fun places to go and things to do. Definitely, definitely. In this outdoor world, there are some cool people, and they just love to be outside and play. And ours, we have a lot of employees that do different things, some that absolutely love climbing. The majority of them like to hike and bike. But it's kind of fun when we've got people who like to do a little bit of different things out there, too. So that's fun. We have a variety. So, Reagan, let's talk a little bit about someone who's never been hiking and would really like to get into it, and they come into your shop. What kind of things are really basic to start with? Let's start with socks. Uh, start with socks? I've, I've seen, Rosie's I've big, seen on socks. Liners big on socks. And too. then socks, and uh, yes, socks. half the people, they like the liners, half the people don't. Liners or no liners on your socks? <laughs> we carry them. We don't sell them nearly as often as our merino wool socks. The new merino wool socks are so nice that you usually don't need a liner. The liner would be if you need to add warmth, then it's a good way to go. Otherwise, you really don't need it. There are lots of different thicknesses. And it's so funny that you asked to start there because my first thought was be prepared and start from your feet up because your feet can make or break your experience. So we try to put you in the right socks for whatever you're doing. Insoles, if you need them, we have a huge variety of those as well. And then the right shoes for your feet. There are lots of different options, wide, narrow, high, low, waterproof, not waterproof, rigid, soft. So there's a lot of things to look at depending on where people want to go and what their feet look like. And then we can determine what would make their experience best. And when you're talking through all these different options, once we get uh, shoes selected, we've got our boot put on, how do you break that in? I mean, you don't put it on and then immediately go for a 20-mile hike. (laughs) Probably not. So a lot of them, the more time, well, any shoe, the more time your foot is in it, the better it's going to feel. So even if people are not quite sure if after 20 miles they're going to love it, We tell them to go home and put them on and just keep them on in the house first. Wear them as much as you can and see how that feels. Socks make a big difference, and then lacing techniques make a big difference. So we play with all of those things, and we have had people who are going into the canyon the day after they bought boots. It does happen. I would not recommend it, but it does happen. (laughs) I think those people that have done that probably wouldn't recommend it again. (laughs) I think you're right. What do you think about poles, hiking poles or no? I love trekking poles. I have my 14-year-old daughter carrying trekking poles when we go um, on. She carries them or on the longer, more severe hikes, and every time she puts a backpack on, I make even her carry them. But I love them because they take the pressure off your knees and your hips, and I have issues with both. Um, I also love them for balance because I have a hard time looking down when I'm hiking. I'm usually looking up at everything around me. I so I agree. I just started using them for the yeah. same reason, because I didn't like watching my feet. And if I have those yep. poles out in front of me, I don't have to worry about it as much. So I really, really have come to love them. I thought they looked like 
old lady equipment at first, but if you use them, I'm all right. I love it. You actually burn more calories when you're using them, and you use your upper body strength as well. So, <laughs> Get your whole body involved for yeah. a workout. There you go. When when are they going to make one that has like a, a one-shot bullet out of the bottom, for like <laughs> fending off bears or something, or attacks? That, that's when I'll buy one. <laughs> I have had people buy them for those carbide tips just to give them something that feels like a weapon. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah? Well, well, hey, I bet you there's lots of events coming up. In, in the area for if you want to get out and enjoy it, enjoy the outdoors? Definitely. Tonight is the courthouse lighting, and it will be cold. Bundle up. We have gloves. We have hats. We have hand warmers if you need those. So please come out in that. It's such a, it's such a neat experience. And if you don't make it tonight, the courthouse will be lit from now until I think it's the second week in January. And so any night you can walk around down below, and it's just beautiful. It's a wonderful experience. The next Friday night, I believe that's the seventh. coming Friday night, the 7th, mm-hmm. is what they call Acker Night, where all the businesses downtown will open late and have musicians in our stores. So you can come in and listen to music. Some stores will have hot chocolate or coffee or apple cider. This year, we're going to have Christmas cookies. So we will have a bunch of cookies from Grandma's Bakery, another local downtown store. And what kind of music will y'all be playing in your store? Or do you not know until the musician shows up that they assign to your store? Do you get to pick them or some are you assigned? Yeah, some years we have chosen. This year we didn't have anybody approach us. So um, we were just assigned two different musicians. One will play the first half of the night and the other will play the second half. And I actually don't know either of them. So it it's just going to be a fun atmosphere and i don't know about the music i'm sure it'll be great (laughs) and if a local musician and prescott was interested in that how how does a local musician get involved you contact city of prescott chamber of commerce uh is it the people that put on this specific event is that different than the yeah if you google acker night that's probably the best the acker night committee is really who puts this on and they would probably be the best um, avenue to go. And definitely, we have so many stores are getting into it that there's lots of opportunities if anybody, any musicians in Prescott want to join. And that's Akron? Like, like, spell that for me. A-C-K-E-R. Akronite. Okay, now I found it. Here we go. Yeah. Well, Reagan, you have just been a great guest. You're very passionate, I can tell, about what you do. Uh, and just an admirable, um, I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> you're, very, you're, you're very passionate about what you do, can tell you really enjoy it. And I know that anybody who stops by the store would be able to find what they needed as far as being outside in Prescott. Would you like to just tell real quick your address and um, invite people in? Sure. The Hike Shack is located at 104 north montezuma street and we are pretty much on the courthouse square we are on the busiest corner in downtown prescott this is one of my favorite times of the year it is cooler up in prescott but boy if you bundle up you can still go out and play and see some really extraordinary things go outside and play that's right hey thanks for joining us Thank you. That's what the outdoor. That's what the seven o'clock hour is all about. And we've got a special guest coming in next segment to talk about homemade eggnog. Before we go into our first broadcast of the month with the Farm Bureau talking about 
eggnog commodity in our outdoor living hour here at Rosie on the House. It is the first Saturday in December, so 8 o'clock hour coming up next is our outdoor living hour. The first Saturday of the month, we have the Arizona Farm Bureau in talking about a local Farm Bureau product from farmers or ranchers and growers that's available in real time at your store or will be coming to harvest soon. It's December. We picked eggnog. Uh, We've got Dan Heisen Dairy that will be joining us and their locally made eggnog. But we'd also like to end this segment of the 7 o'clock hour with a recipe that complements what we'll be talking about. And Mom has brought in a special guest, a friend of personal friend of her and Dad's, because rumor has it she has the best personal eggnog recipe. So we'll, we'll let you, the Arizona homeowner, decide, but we'll walk you through how to make that here. Okay. Well, about five years ago, I never really thought I liked eggnog. I just, it wasn't a thing. And Rosie loves eggnog. So as soon as it hits this grocery store, he's all over eggnog. <laughs> and I try to keep him away until, you know, I don't tell him when I see it because he'll, he buys Go it all the time. It. So you and John, Megan John Smack, started bringing us eggnog. And that you come, it seems like right before Christmas, and you bring this beautiful big jar of eggnog. And I fell in love. So when we started talking about eggnog, I said, we cannot talk about eggnog without asking Meg if she would share that recipe with us. That's so funny. So many people think they don't like eggnog. And you're not the only person that I've turned a 180 on eggnog with this recipe. It's, I tell you, it's, it's the best ever. So was eggnog always part of your family growing up? Did you always like it? Yeah. In fact, John's family, he grew up with like granddads and dads, you know, over the special bowl making eggnog. That's his memory. And my family had an eggnog recipe too. And so when we got married, of course, we had dueling eggnog, whose was the best. Whose was the best? Well, of course, (laughs) I think mine was the best. But now we can settle the argument because we both have switched to this recipe. And we came by this recipe kind of in a funny way. Um, John had a hunting buddy who brought us eggnog for several, many years, actually. Um, On Christmas Eve, he'd show up with this beautiful canister of eggnog, and every year I would beg, beg, beg him, please, please, come on this year. Won't you just give me the recipe? No deal. And no dice. And finally, I kind of got a crazy thought that I could call his (laughs) ex-wife. And see if she, I know, it's terrible, it's terrible. (laughs) Diabolical. Okay, it's terrible. But she was pretty liberal with the recipe and uh, shared it with us. And from then on, we've made this um, eggnog. And I've been really intentional about sharing the recipe now that I have it, because I believe that the highest compliment is sharing a recipe. You know, if somebody loves it, give them the recipe. There you go. Um, Well, tell us this. So, our listeners can find the recipe on our website. We'll have it posted for them. Tell them, tell us just how hard is it to make? Is it like making tamales? It's real hard? No. And in fact, everybody kind of thinks it's a lot harder than it is. There are a couple steps. And on the recipe, I kind of wrote out, like, you need a giant bowl if you use 12 eggs. And of course, fresh eggs do make a difference. They really are tremendous if you use fresh eggs. Um, and some people... Um, I use a KitchenAid mixer, but I've also made it with a hand mixer. So, I mean, the tools aren't as important as, 
you just have to have a big enough bowl. And I mean a big bowl. I use a stainless steel bowl or this family bowl. That's kind of a funny story, too. But um, so you you just crack the eggs. You have to separate the eggs and, and the yolks. And, you know, you're adding quite a lot of liquor. So don't worry about having raw eggs. And um, by the time you've added cream and sugar and your uh, bourbon and rum, um, you have this beautiful, frothy um, drink, if you drink it right then. But you also, it becomes more of a creamy drink if you put it in the fridge, because it will separate, and you have to stir it back together if you're drinking it after the fact. But it lasts for days in the fridge. Yeah, we've stretched it out over quite a bit of time. So how many... what do you make, gallons? Gallons. I mean, I make batches and batches. And the funny thing is, I use these cracker jars because it's really good to have a wide mouth jar. So if you're doing like two servings, you put it in a quart jar. But as gifts, I give a bigger, like a cracker jar. And people come back every year and bring me their jars back because they don't want to fall off the list. Well, I was wondering that. I have like four in the garage. I thought, I bet Meg likes to get these back. It needs to be like Dan Zeisen where you have a, a refund. Like if you, if you bring yeah. it back, you get two bucks no, back. And it just I giggle every time somebody comes back with their jar. It's like, I'm not going to take you off the list. But my family, I mean, eggnog is kind of taken over December. I mean. It has a way of um, cause doing these batches and the deliveries, and, you know, it's kind of become a, a really big deal at our house in December. Well, tell me when you start drinking. I liked your tradition of when you start. Okay, it starts Thanksgiving, Macy's Day Parade. When Santa comes through, we have our first batch of eggnog. Not a minute before. Not a minute before. That's great. Well, hey, thank you for joining us. I hope everybody will take advantage of your recipe and get to learn to enjoy it as well. I sure do. And pass it on. Pass on the recipe. I always feel so loved when you bring it by. And, Mom, you're going to have to tell your story about not knowing that it might have been a little spiked the first three years. I I I can't let you get that way with not covering that part of it. Everybody would say, is it spiked? I was like, no, it's just so good. (laughs) (laughs) Might have eaten a vegetable. (laughs) And it just gets better the more you drink it. Jeez. Uh, well, happy holidays. Thanks, Meg. And real quick, oh, turn that off, whatever the sound that is. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was Gary starting music. Oh, no, you Stop don't. It. That's the second time Stop you didn't it. mute your phone. I'm going to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and real quick, because we're not going to have time to cover it, Jan Diotri sent us a what recipe? Snickerdoodle. She did not have a favorite eggnog, so I thought, well, we'll go with Meg's favorite eggnog and Jan Diotri's favorite snickerdoodles to go with it, all on the website at rosieonthehouse.com.